Hi, friends. Welcome to episode seven. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so glad you're here with me. Honestly, I wish we could be in person together, drinking some tea, (laughs) warming up. It's really cold here in this area of the world right now. And, you know, I miss seeing you in person, but I'm just so thankful for all of your support. And I'm so, so glad that we can still connect online. So today I wanted to talk about um, growth, specifically growth as a music therapist and talking about my my experiences. Um, it's something that's been on my mind lately because I've started to feel a shift between who I am now or how I think now and who I was when I was a new professional. And it's weird because I feel like this whole time I felt like a new professional and I'm like going on year eight now. So weird. But now I'm finally feeling the sort of shift that like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm not as concerned about this anymore and I'm more focused on this or this doesn't bother me as much, um, but this I'm really embracing. And it's weird that like I'm recognizing the differences, but it's also really cool. And honestly, I did not even know, I did not even think that I would make it this far as a music therapist. Or maybe I just didn't really think about it at all. <laughs> um, but it's cool to see what, what the journey has been and what it's felt like. And I wanted to touch upon some points um, that come up as we grow throughout this career called music therapy. You know, as a new professional going through challenges for the first time and feeling some of the icky parts of music therapy (laughs) and like, you know, having weird interactions with other music therapists and whatnot. I, I, I felt like I would always feel the same way about things or like, you know, even as simple as I would always be upset when someone asked me, Oh, what do you do? What is music therapy? And it's always like, like, oh, I have to answer this question again. Um, or like people just don't get it. And it's like, you have so much fire as a new professional. So shout out to those new professionals. Woo. You guys rock. (laughs) And I want, I want some of your energy back. Um, maybe that's it. I just don't have the same energy that I had (laughs) in my twenties or early twenties. So, you know, I, I feel like it now I'm, I'm, so much more focused on um, how I facilitate sessions and and how I capture like the essence of what a session was. And I think so much less about like the mechanics of doing the session. And it's like, I don't know. Some of you, like, I would love to hear if you've gone through the same journey of like thinking about things differently um, you got to let me know because it's like there has been a noticeable shift in like, especially in the last year. 
you know, I think about being a music therapy student and how that felt. It's like every day you're learning something new about the world of music therapy and it's so cool and it's so exciting and it's all new and it's enticing. It's so interesting. Then you get into your practicum placements and you have a new one every semester, which is awesome. So many new experiences, so many different things. And it's like you experience firsthand these magical musical moments for the very first time. It's like you're holding these miraculous responses in your hand. And it's like it's consistently on the forefront of your mind. Like, this is so cool. Like, did you see that response? Did you hear about that music therapy session? It's just all new, all so exciting. And then as you continue on in your journey, you go into internship, which is again, all new things. It's a new experience. It's working with different people, maybe learning a new, a new style of providing music therapy, um, meeting new music therapists and working with the real professionals. And it's so cool. And wow. But then it's like eventually it may just become, or it may become just a job. And it's like, this is one of the things that I don't even want to say out loud because I don't want music therapists being upset at me for saying, oh, this is just a job. But honestly, I remember something happening where things didn't feel as new anymore. Things didn't feel as exciting anymore. And, you know, it's, it's tempting to want to leave the field because of that. Because you expect it to always be new and exciting and magical and miraculous. Like all of the things were when you were learning, first learning about music therapy in school. But, but things might slow down a little bit. I remember an internship. You know, it's like you go through all these practicum placements. You work with all these new people, do this new style, da-da-da. And then you get into internship. And it's like, whoa, hold on. We are in this one place for six whole months. That's like at least two to four more months, or maybe two more months than, than what you had been doing back in practicum. It's like, that's a long time. Oh, also it's like full time or much more than just one hour a week. So it's like every day now you're doing this work as an intern. It's like, the work increased by 100%. And every day you come back to the same thing, seeing the same miraculous moments, experiencing the same magical, musical responses. And then it's like, oh, okay, so this might be my every day. I might see amazing responses to music therapy every single day for the rest of my life. Like, that's cool. But it's also like it becomes kind of normal. Yeah, so I remember this moment in internship where I was going to see hospice patients every day and doing this work, and it was beautiful and really meaningful, but then it just kind of felt normal. (laughs) 
don't be mad at me for saying that music therapist, but it felt normal. It felt like, oh, okay, so this is kind of just a job. I also remember as um, a new profession, new-ish professional, I guess it was like year two or three, um, I was working with this young girl who had multiple disabilities. And when I was working with her, things moved slowly. And it was like, I just had to keep showing up to see any progress made. And so week after week, I would show up at her house with my guitar and my bag of instruments, and we would go through the same hello song, the same movement song, the same, all the same activities with all the same instruments, and I would get all the same responses. And it was just like, I was getting bored. And I feel bad saying that about a person, but this was me half burnt out and wondering if I still wanted to be a music therapist and wondering if this was all it was going to be. Just me showing up to the same beautiful human being and not making any progress. And maybe with some clients, that's how it is. But it felt so weird for me to just show up and show up and show up and do all the things I was taught to not see any responses. And then three months in, we had a breakthrough and this girl responded in a way I was not expecting. And it was small, but it was so meaningful because for those three steady, consistent months, I wasn't seeing any progress being made. And I guess I, guess I share that story to say, you know, hold on because there may be a breakthrough coming. That feels like so powerful to say. And now I'm tearing up. <laughs> Man. I knew there was going to be something special in this in this episode and um to be real with all of you, this is my third time recording it because the first two just didn't feel right. And now something's feeling right about this episode. So, you know, you may feel stuck as a music therapist. You may feel caught up in the monotony of your sessions. You may be burnt out and like grasping for air, trying to find like a sliver of hope to hold on to this career you initially fell in love with. And, you know, I'm here to say that eight years in, things can shift. Three months into working with this client, something shifted. You can have a breakthrough as small as it can be to make your job feel more fulfilling. You know, I was working with my um, supervisor a little while ago, and I remember first, when I first started working with her, she said this thing that I hadn't heard any music therapist uh, say before, especially any music therapist say to me specifically. And she asked me, like, 
do you feel fulfilled in the work that you're doing? Because I was confused and I didn't know where to go or what to do. And I never thought that I, that like I should think about if I like the job, if I feel fulfilled, if I like really enjoy what I'm doing as a music therapist. Um, and since then, I, I feel like I've started such an introspective excavation of my soul and how I think as a music therapist and what I want to do in the world and what I care about and how I care to do things. And it's been, it's been liberating to, you know, put myself first and actually ask myself if I find joy in the work that I'm doing. And then I think back on my professional life so far, and I think about all of the things that I have initiated and tried and um, started doing so that I can feel that sense of fulfillment. And I wanted to go through some of those because it feels like um, those are the natural things that music therapists go through in their evolution as a professional. So as a new professional, I think I was right out of internship. My friend and I did this new and exciting thing called a presentation. (laughs) This wasn't your average college presentation. This was like real world. We were talking about music therapy and this was actually at a um, passages conference. And we did this presentation called Searching for Style, Self-Discovery of a New Music Therapist. And honestly, I feel like that um, that title, those words ring true for me even now. And that's kind of been the echo of my whole walk so far. So, you know, when you're searching for what feels right as a professional or, you know, you're looking for more or you're bored or you want something new or you're just growing as a professional, one thing that you might do is more presentations. (laughs) Um, And along with that is research. As professionals, we might seek out either conducting research or reading research. I feel like I've kind of fallen into that myself where I was never that interested in research, but because of the things that I'm doing within my business and trying to develop new music therapy programs, I've been forced into the world of research and trying to um, dissect what research is out there. And and then working with new um, clientele, you want to know what to do and how to do it and what the needs are of, of those people. So research and presentations some other things you might seek out to find more fulfillment or uh, more joy in the work that you're doing or in your professional identity as a music therapist is looking for a new job. I remember that was always something that I was, that I had on my mind. Like, this isn't it. I know there's something better. I know there's something that fits me more. So that might be something that makes you know, music therapy feel new and exciting again. Along with that, maybe in your work, you use a new instrument or 
you pick up new songs or you try a new intervention. Those are things that I feel like are always scary to do, but it's also kind of the bedrock of our profession. Like we are a creative arts profession and of course we're going to be creative. So picking up a new instrument or new intervention always like reminds me of that and brings me back to the fact that I am a creative being. Um, And as you continue on your growth as a music therapist, you might seek out more education. Uh, I know so many friends of mine who have done that, whether to get their master's in music therapy or um, to walk a different direction and study something different. Another... um, I don't want to call it a level, but it's almost like I, I feel like, you know, we're we're in the middle of this game called the music therapy profession and we're like trying to beat all the challenges and and trying to run away from all the difficulties. And um when you reach a new level, it's like a new thing, a new opportunity that you have or a new thing that you do to make your job more fulfilling. And one of these things I think of is supervising or teaching. Many of us in our professional life lives will walk into this. We will um, team up with a music therapy program at a local college, or maybe we'll sign up to provide an internship for the national roster, or even like, you know, having an international music therapy student work with you. Um, that's such a nice thing to try or such a a great way to find fulfillment because you know maybe we won't find that fulfillment fully in our clinical work um and then another thing is becoming a board member or committee member like through amta or through um regional chapters of amta or uh, state associations there's always like new things that we can do. And I think, I think that it's, you know, all natural and it's expected and we don't really talk about it. So (laughs) here I am talking about it so that when you go through these things and you find something that feels more fulfilling or you try a new avenue to find more joy, it doesn't feel so foreign. Um, And, you know, I think about it a little bit like a relationship. You know, you may be friends with a person or you may have a crush or you may start um, dating. And when you first go on that date, it's exciting and it's new. And, you know, maybe if you like this person, you're so interested about what they're talking about and you want to get to know their lives. And it's like, oh, tell me more. I want to get to know you. And it's exciting and you think about that person and they're on your mind even when you're not on the date and you you want, you just like, you want to be with them more and it's exciting and everything is new. But then as you stay in that relationship for a while, things get kind of normal and it's like, oh, okay, so now I live with this person every single day and I get to see them and I know a lot about them. And then it's like you find those things within your relationship that can be new. You um, 
try out a new restaurant together or you take a trip together or you find um, a new tradition to have together or you meet new friends or you play a new game um, or one thing that I love is just randomly Google searching like 20 questions, <laughs> like <laughs> a list of questions to ask like friends or family or your significant other. And then it's like, wow, you learn a lot more about this person than, than you thought you knew or um, than you were expecting. So I feel like it's the same with, with our music therapy journeys. We, we get into the profession. It's so exciting. And then maybe it becomes kind of normal. The challenges become something we face every single day. And, you know, in my experience, at least, I've felt a shift where I see things differently. And I, I guess I, I, maybe I hold them differently in my mind. And some other things, you know, when we think about going on this, this walk of growth as professionals, it doesn't all have to do with our professional identities and our clinical work. But, you know, at the same time, we are growing as human beings. And so it's natural to be curious and look outside of the field and maybe find um, more enjoyment in other areas of our life, you know, than, than purposefully looking for things that will bring us joy and fulfillment. And then maybe searching out things within the music therapy field that are new to you and, and bring you a cool, different perspective. And one thing that I have noticed gives me a lot of life when I'm feeling kind of sluggish as a music therapist is I start to notice how people around me respond to music therapy like I used to. So it's like, you know, you always have that question. Oh, what do you do? Oh, what is music therapy? Oh, wow, that's really cool. Tell me about it. And then you tell them about it. And this person is like mesmerized with all these magical musical moments. And it's so refreshing to see that excitement and that intrigue from someone else's perspective. Because me as a music therapist, I see these magical musical moments, these miraculous responses to music every single day. So seeing someone else's response can be so life-giving. You know, I think, I think as, as we think about the field of music therapy and how we live and move through it, you know, it, it may feel like just a job to you. And maybe that's something that we just have to get used to, um, that things won't be as new and exciting as they once were when we were students. And we can, we can embrace that, you know, that, that new excitement was, you know, the beginning part. And then also realize that we can find that newness and that joy in other ways now. One thing that is super helpful when feeling stuck or upset or stagnant is to seek out help from others. 
I feel like it was my nature as a new professional to try to figure out things on my own and not necessarily ask people about it. I was also so nervous to ask questions because I didn't want to be seen as a bad professional. I didn't want to be seen as someone who didn't know what they were doing, you know? Because like as a new professional, you're still honing your skills and you're still figuring out your style and you're still trying all these new interventions for the first time ever. So I didn't, I didn't want to ask for help. I didn't want to be vocal about the things that I was experiencing and wondering if there were better ways to do it because I didn't want someone to say, oh my God, why would you do it that way? You know, and that's happened to me too. <laughs> and I'm sure it's happened to you too. But if, if you find a, a safe person, it can be so, so helpful to seek out help or just find someone to talk about music therapy with. You know, it can be so isolating trying to do this work alone and figuring it all out as a new professional. And, you know, it's so helpful to have someone there to share about a cool moment or to share about a difficult moment or even just someone to share all the thoughts that are going through your mind on a given day. <laughs> you know, you you may, like, I remember as a new professional, I'm like, man, has anyone else gone through this? Man, has anyone else thought this? Like, I must be crazy. And then little by little, being more honest and being more outspoken, I found out, oh, I think every music therapist has experienced this and has thought this and has felt this way. It's kind of like, you know, as a young adult, you don't want to ask your parents for help. You want to just figure it out on your own. But then it can be so liberating and so helpful and supportive when you do finally ask your parents or whoever for help. Um, And it can make the thing you're seeking out help for so much easier. (laughs) Uh, And then... You know, maybe one day the thing that you think might bring you a lot of joy and might make your work as a music therapist so fulfilling is starting a a podcast. (laughs) So here we are (laughs) together on this podcast talking about growth. Yeah, I just, I just feel for all of us right now, all of all of you music therapists out there, anyone who's a new professional, it's like, huh, I just want to give you a big hug and say, it's okay, just keep going. You might sometime soon have a breakthrough or maybe something will come your way that will remind you of how cool and how special these magical mu- musical moments are. So... I'm thinking about all of you, hoping you are well, and I will see you soon.